May 21st, 2009, Staples Center, Los Angeles, California. In a city known for its glitz and glamour, it was the Denver Nuggets that shined the brightest. This is game two, the 2009 Western Conference Finals. Hello, welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman. <laughs> and we are on a search to find the greatest games of all time. And on today's episode, we're talking about the 2009 Western Conference Finals, Game 2, Lakers versus the Nuggets. And I swear, this isn't a podcast that hates the Lakers, but maybe kind of may hate the Lakers a little. But we like Ginny Bussy because we're Ginny Bussy fans. But we both don't like the Lakers because it's... LA, but we like Jeannie Bussey, so and also the Lakers are the benchmark. Yeah, they're, they're a huge Lakers and Celtics are the number one franchises win wise in the NBA. We got to trash them a little bit. You, it, that's called a measuring stick team. Yeah. Every time you play them, you pull out the measuring stick. Later today, we'll be joined by Kenyon Martin. Can't wait. We'll check in what was going on in the world in May of 2009. We'll take a look back at both these teams and we'll wrap up by naming the game. And score in the game. But follow Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Games with Names is the handle. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and review and leave a comment. We want to hear from you. Why are we doing this match? I mean, this was a pretty cool game this was a cool series this is as high as the nuggets have really flown in my lifetime i can't think of like because i grew up the i guess they had that big upset on the uh on the one seed sonics in the 90s but you don't think of them as having like a cool now they have a cool team with Jokic, but like yeah this was i think the toughest team they've had yeah i mean they had chauncey billups Kenyon martin and you you always forget how good What's his name? Carmelo. Carmelo. <laughs> you always forget his name. I always forget his name. No, he, he was he was dude, generational talent. In his prime, Melo was unfreaking guardable. He couldn't be stopped. He, you know, even in the game, in-game interview, he said no one in the world could stop him. Five teams. I loved it. He didn't care. And it and and you saw it throughout the game. I mean. In those baby blue, sweet, silky looking nuggets unis. Can you call it a Carolina blue? Is it a Carolina blue? It might be even more powdery blue. Is it more powdery blue than the Carolina blue? I'll have to do a color palette check, but George Carl is the Carolina guy, so he'd probably say yes. George Carl coaches team. A lot of the players have trashed him. Uh, we got to ask Kmart about that later, but like Kmart was on one of those sports shows being like, he sucked, he's an asshole. I wonder if it was just tough. I wonder if he was just a tough coach to play oh, for. You know what I mean? Those like, 90s coaches, like guys like George Carl, Jerry Sloan, you know they let some slurs fly. There's no way they weren't. You're okay. like, they, they, they've definitely, I mean, look, that's allegedly. Allegedly. We don't have any proof on this. It's just a zero. I get. If I met George Carl, I'd be like, did you say the N-word? Maybe a couple times. Was that the problem? There's something, there's something hard-nosed about him. He definitely did not seem like a player's coach. No, but this was an era where coaches were coaches and players were players. Yeah. And 
You know, it was it's all been miscued because of how Phil Jackson was with his Zen mentality because he always had the best teams that had to, you know, get all these superstars to play well together. But most other teams were trying to beat Phil Jackson type teams. That's a great point. Phil Jackson, you picture him giving you like a Navajo like feather. He's like, This is from Runs with Bull. And then, you know, George Carl's like, Run, pussy. That was the two different vibes. Phil Jackson seemed like he'd be fun to play with, but he also, you know what Phil Jackson feels like he would do? He feel like he would give you like a book. And if you didn't read it like the next day, he'd be like, dude, I gave you a book. Yeah. He had that energy. Full Mr. Miyagi vibes. I don't know why the bonsai tree just came up in my head. Uh, thinking about that, you know, these little kind of weird, tedious drills to build team chemistry. But, you know, screw totally. the Lakers right now. We're here to talk about the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. And this team that had a shot and won this game too they lost this series in six but they won this game and it was a tough matchup honestly for the lakers this was they the lakers went on to win the championship 4-1 they beat the orlando magic uh kobe howard yeah dwight howard rashard howard lewis magic. yeah turkaloo that was a fun magic team this was a tough this was a tough lakers team to beat it was, but this, I think this was their toughest matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it, this was a team that pushed them. But yeah, the Lakers were just destined to win. It was one of those. Uh, this is the championship. If we win this, we got the ship. No doubt. And they had uh, they had just come off that loss to the Celtics the year before, so it's like Kobe was like, "I'm fucking winning." Kobe, this was Kobe's first ring without Shaq. They had Andrew Bynum, young uh, Andrew Bynum, Lamar Odom, Paul Gasol, obviously. Uh, you know, all these good role players like Derek Fisher, uh, you know, who is the guy you could jump out of the building? Shannon Brown. Yep, Shannon Brown. Jewish Jordan Farmer, my, Farmer. my main Jew from UCLA. Farmer. UCLA, uh, Luke Walton. Luke Walton, Walton from Arizona. And Arizona. future head coach of the Lakers, Luke Walton. Yeah. Shout out. Even though you don't like his dad. He just criticizes the Knicks too much. You just don't like his dad. I think he's fun. He's like it's like he is fun. It's like going down a a, a crazy trip listening to him at like twelve o'clock at night from the East Coast doing a Pac twelve basketball game. If a person were tie dye, one hundred percent. He's that, a fun vibe for God, sure. God, I hope we can get him on the pod one day. He'd be good. My he's dream guest, I think. Yeah, I think I a lot of games that we'd have to do a Blazers game though, probably. When they Blazers won. or UCLA? UCLA, John Wooden. Memphis, yeah. he was like almost perfect. The one pyramid of success. Yeah, I'm just, I don't give a shit about if college ball. If you're, if you're on time, you're late. Five minutes before the meeting. If we're doing college ball, it's because one of you, these guys forced us. It's because Kyler's like, come on. I know Jack fucking loves college ball. Davison. I don't give a shit. I'm a pros guy, dude. You know, real cities love pro sports. Big city. Big city. Real big cities like pro sports. Yeah. What's going on in May 21st, 2009? Number one movie, Terminator Salvation. I never saw this. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was too sci- It was like almost too sci-fi for me. Really? Yeah, like I love Terminator 2. Yeah, T2 rules. T2 was the best. Robert Patrick is a badass villain. Schwarzenegger is now the good guy. Is kind of fun. Yeah, it, it was kind of like in wrestling when Hulk went to the bad guys and then the good guy. You know what I mean? It You're right. Him. Yeah, the heel switch. Heel switch. But the other way around. But the other way around. Schwarzenegger became good, yeah. T2's awesome. This is the one with Christian Bale, isn't it? Yeah. And I, you want it to be good because I love Christian Bale as an He's actor. One He's one of the best. Top five. 
Is he your top? I think that's for this generation. It's debatable. I, th I think it's you got to. He's not there. a top five for range. He's got to be. Been, he's been there for everything. We started out. What was that one movie where he Newsies? Remember the when he was a kid, Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. Newsies though, he's singing, dude. So that's that. You gotta, we're giving range points. He's you Batman. Batman. He's. I think he's the best Bruce Wayne. Best by far. Not yeah, even. Not I even know. close. And I'm a Keaton guy. Yeah, I'm a Keaton guy. He's a Kent State alum. Is he? He went to Kent State. Him Love and Drew Michael Carey. Keaton. Well, yeah. dude, fucking Christian Bale, American Psycho. When I, he's amazing. I didn't know he was British when I saw that movie. Good. I didn't. I, I I still don't know he's British. The fighter. The fighter. The fighter. The fighter. Yeah, we're we're talking range. You got to put him in that conversation. This was also the um, the movie where Christian Bale had the legendary onset rant. The, the yelled the cinematographer for walking through during the scene. You're a great amateur. actor, not a You're good an person. Amateur. Yeah. yeah. What'd he say? You're an amateur. An amateur? You're an amateur. Yeah, because the guy was walking around. Hey, and man. Was, I mean, we're talking about greatness. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of Devante uh, with the Raiders. Oh. When when the guy goes on the on 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 the through the tunnel, he pushes him. He, sometimes you, you got to get out of the way of the artists when they're working. It feels like Christian Bale is such an art artist type actor that you feel like this is clearly one he did for the money. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he's not doing, he's doing like, you know, other movies for the art. He's doing the machinist for the art. But then he gets this one. He's like, yeah, this is, they're paying me a lot of money. He, so he's probably already cranky to be there. Is he a method actor? He is, I think. Isn't so did he, he have to yeah, feel like, was maybe he was in Terminator mode. Maybe he was. Maybe he was in Terminator was mode. Was he playing a dick in the movie? No, he's, John Con he's John Connor's like son. Or he's John Connor. He's the kid in D2 grown up. That's what he is, I think. I, I tried to watch it. This real quick. I think he's the kid in two that was on the dirt bike all the time and that Arnold Ed, was Ed protecting. Furlong? Yeah. I think he, when he grows up, that's yeah. who he is. Oh, man. Have you seen Ed Furlong uh, grown up? He does not look like Christian Bale. <laughs> that, that movie is a best case scenario, even if it's end of the world vibes. <laughs> um, yeah. Boom, boom, pow. Oh, by Black, the Black Eyed Peas. Number one, number song? one song, yeah. Remember Which one that? is that? Boom, boom, pow, boom, boom, pow. Remember Black Eyed Peas had "Let's Get Retarded." Can't say that. That. Was, like, that was like ten years ago, and that was the number. They're like, you can't say it anymore. I'm like, okay, but it was top forty. Like, they made a lot of money off that word. Did you see a Antonio Brown's post to the Arizona Cardinals? What did he say? You can't say it. it well, he it, said it. What is it? It's like, what does it say? Wasn't it like he, I'm starting a new team called like the Retardinals or something yeah. like that? Retardinals. And he did a, a Photoshop with it and all. I mean, it's a bad look. Yeah. I mean, day and age for Antonio Brown. Yeah. Know the climate, buddy. <laughs> know the climate. You know it's a you know it's a bad look when we're saying it's a bad look for Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. That guy. That guy whipped it out in the tub. That's you, to, you, know, you can't whip your dick out in a public tub. Did he? Yeah, over there in Dubai. Yeah. What do you mean? I didn't hear this story. You didn't see the video? No. He was like sitting in a tub uh, or a tub, a big pool in Dubai. The meat? Yeah. Just pulled it out and then he jumped up and put his butt cheeks on this lady's head. He yeah. wasn't even with the lady. She was just some random lady in the pool. Yeah. What are we doing, buddy? Yeah, that's not, you can't be doing that. He's actually su a, such a charming guy in person. Yeah. I like AB. He came over. We broke bread together. We only spent like six days together until. You know, we, we, he, he was out of the building, but I, I thought he was such a charming guy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think guys like that certainly have the ability to charm, but 
I don't think she was charmed by him at all. No, nah, probably. That is CTE in full motion. That is, you're lucky you got out, dude. Thank God. We don't want to see Julian Edelman whipping it out in a public pool. Thank God you got your shit together. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to see it personally, but I think like, you know, it's a bad look. To it's do that. not a good look. Yeah. There's not a good, Glee premiered on Fox. <laughs> uh glee yeah that was that was big jane lynch i didn't really watch it i just remember i don't i watched it once on a flight and it was like it was good it's a good show it's just not my cup of tea yeah i was a little too old that was like when like being gay was edgy that's when they were like oh my god a gay show is like on tv and you're like yeah, it's not a big deal but they were like it is it's on fox fox yeah I just remember there was like, wasn't there a rapper dating one of the, the cast members and he kept on like referencing, yeah, my girlfriend works in Glee. What? Yeah, Big Sean. Sean. Yeah, Big Sean. He, he dated who'd, a Glee member. Who'd he date? Naya Rivera. Rivera. Yeah. Yom. Yom's on fire today. That kid that kid died too. Remember the one from Glee? That's sad. He was like one of the main guys. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, drugs. Drugs? Drugs are bad. Don't do drugs, dude so bad facebook launches farmville farmville was annoying i didn't play it was you know what i didn't play either but like you'd always get those invites someone was like invite what, what what did you get points for inviting someone it's like being it's like being a jehovah's witness they're like trying to get you to recruit i'm like get the fuck off my page dude <laughs> do you get points for recruiting is there like a farmville afterlife or something that so was what was the concept of the the, the game you just farm I think I remember a lot of guys in the locker room being on it. This really? Was, yeah. Farming for hipsters. You, you'd be surprised that all these little like phone game. There was a phone game. Was it? Yeah. Phone games would be so hot in the locker room in between meetings. This. I remember Matthew Slater used to play this game a lot. All the time. He's I'm like, it was cool. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, just watering my crops. I'm like, we're in the training room it was like an adult tamagotchi yeah remember the tamagotchi yeah that was like a good test to see if you'd be a shitty parent <laughs> your friend would just have one die immediately i'm like that's the person who left their baby in a hot car later <laughs> in life the guy who can handle a tamagotchi for like a day <laughs> good sign speaking of uh premature deaths michael jackson died at age 50 here yeah that was my news segue speaking of people who died before their time michael jackson at 50 that was that was that was one of the more shocking celebrity deaths of our time. Yeah, I mean, Michael Jackson was single-handedly probably the most famous person in the most world. That, like, one of the most beloved entertainers ever. And he died at, what did he have, like a heart attack from, what was it, Profofol? Was that what it was called? Yeah, Profofol um, was what he ingested, they said. Conrad Murray was the doctor Ooh. Uh, who gave it to him and was charged with involuntary manslaughter in 2011 damn a lot of i bet there was a lot of celebrities who were like dude i need a prescription like Not, he a lot of people probably saw that he was probably like a celebrity doctor right definitely yeah he got his medical license revoked um but they said as of 2016 he's still visiting with some patients so he's still i guess he's just kind of he, doing he's, it on he's, the out of, he's out of prison yeah manslaughter? he got out after uh, two years on parole of his four-year sentence I wonder if that's the dude in prison who, like, would get the hookup. He'd have a friend sneaking prescriptions, and he's like, I got your shit, guys. Maybe he's, like, the popular guy in prison. De like, that that was definitely his value. He didn't have to. Do you ever have a doctor who would just hook it up for you? No, they got really serious with that stuff ever since uh, the Sean Payton incident where 
they broke in and the whole Vicodin thing. Like you couldn't even have, they used to be able to store medicine at the facility. Like they have a huge like room full of it that would be locked and everything. But then once that all happened, you had to go get your prescriptions elsewhere. You couldn't get it out. Like they used to, on the planes, on the way home from games, the trainers would just be like, who needs an Ambien? Who needs something? And that all went away. Damn. Real fast. You, but you guys must have popped like Ambien. Like you, you, the, the, you must be exhausted at night, you, you know. A lot of guys would do that. You know, obviously pain, pain meds were huge sure. for those guys. Sure. Never a, I was never a pain med guy, though. It fucks Why? up your shitting schedule. Interesting. It plugs you up. And, and if I, my routine's jacked up, like in the morning, I have my, you know, 5 a.m., 5.20 dump. Go on, like if I can't put, it fucks first me thing in the morning. Day. Yeah, first thing, two dumps before practice. Two, two dumps before. You got practice. a sweet metabolism, dude. It was it was on like clockwork, buddy. Oh man, get that thing down. But yeah, the pain pills, like when I'd have surgery, I'd get off of them and like as soon as I could because it just I didn't like I didn't like the feel. And also, it's probably bad to be on those because you don't know where you're hurting really. No, that 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 it wasn't anything to do with. The pain relief that you got it just was my shitting schedule I it was just it. pooping i could not not poop you, so, but you never you didn't i mean you must have needed them sometimes right there's a couple games early on in my career where i would do it but you could take tordol tordol was a uh it's an anti-inflammatory like it's like gonna leave times a thousand mm. which that did the job for me i didn't i didn't want to feel oozy i i remember one time i had a prescription and i i took a um like a Vicodin, I had a bad back. I tackled Vince Young and I, uh, when I was playing defense and I fucked up my back. This wasn't like skinny Vince Young. This was thick Vince Young. This was Titans Vic Vince No, Young? this was Philly. Philly. Remember Philly Vince yeah. Young? Where he had his little time and I hit him square in like the middle part of him. So I didn't take him low enough where he'd flip over and or high enough where he would go down. Hit him right in the middle and like my back like just jammed and Oof. I couldn't walk for like. He was huge. Huge. And the next week we played the Redskins and I had to, I took a Vicodin before the game and a turtle and like pre-workout drink. And I remember going out and getting called for a punt return and looking and seeing three balls. Oh I saw like gosh. three balls. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I almost muffed a punt. I was three like, balls is too many for any occasion. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I like to cap it at two. <laughs> Let's keep it at two. Let's keep it at That's two. That's brutal, dude. Yeah, so. did, did you catch the ball? I caught it. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't like that. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. And, and but, but did you feel okay to play though? Yeah, you, you were just you don't feel pain. It. You didn't I didn't feel pain, but you know. Did you did you feel like almost invincible when you were running with the ball because you didn't feel pain? No. I mean, you always feel that way. Yeah. You know, whenever you have the ball in your hand, you always you always feel invincible. Fuck yeah. Until you jump up and get clobbered. Yeah. By like five guys. You were that dude. You were that dude who would just get hit. Get hit. You got hit a lot. Especially when you're younger. When you're younger, you're young, dumb, full of cum, <laughs> don't have many opportunities to have the ball in your hand. So every time you were trying to make a touchdown, you know, second, third, fourth efforts, just getting lit up. Yeah, but yeah. that was that was who you were, man. That's, that's I who, always loved Jeremy Shockey in the Giants because yeah. he would do that shit, and I was like, that was his thing. But that like, takes years off your career. Oh, dude, he retired young. Yeah. I, I think he was a party animal too. I think I think once you start banging Tara Reed, your days are numbered. That's that's a bad sign. Yeah. Tom Brady got it though. What? Tom used to be with Tara Reed back in the day. Yeah. Really? Uh, before my time. 
I can neither conform nor can I deny. All right. Jules, you were going balls to the wall, letting Vince Young had it. But your recorded after the game is saying, with all these rules floating around in regards to hitting the quarterback, I wanted to hit him but do it right. I just didn't want to get out of there and get a penalty of any kind. Wow. So you were thinking. Hey. Ahead of your time. You know, you got to – I didn't want to have a penalty and then, you know, and, and get a hit on the quarterback and then all of a sudden see a little yellow Yankee and just – trot over to the bench with Bill staring me down like he wanted to kill me because you extend a drive. By no means did I ever want that. No means. Let's go to the NBA in 2009. The Lakers ended up winning it all. As we said, they beat the Magic 4-1. Kobe's first championship post-Shaq. This was big. You know, that one in Boston really hurt him because he grew up. Didn't he grow up a Lakers fan, Kobe? Let me look. I think I know he I knew he well, whatever. Regardless, he was Mr. Laker. So he and knew what it, he knew what it meant to be Boston. That I and mean what it meant to lose to Boston, too. That was a tough one. And then they well, he got his revenge in 2010. I used to go to that. I went to that game, those games. Remember they played again in 2010? This was a crazy series. This was a crazy year because yeah, they did. And that's when Kobe got them. But this this was a crazy series because uh or season because the Cavs had the best record in the East. The Lakers had the best record in the West. The Cavs were 66 and 16. I believe this is the series they lost to the Magic where Delonte had sex with LeBron's mom. Let me take a look. We can double check, but I think it's I think that's pre. Is it pre? Is it? Didn't LeBron go to the Heat in 2010? Cleveland lost 4-2 to to Orlando in this playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let me look up. I the, think this was the Delonte West had oh, sex with LeBron. Implosion. Rumor. Can't fuck the captain's mom. That is something you definitely should not do. You should not. You, Especially if it's the generational talent player of the world. Yeah. No one on the Patriots would have tried to fuck Tom Brady's mom. No. First off, she's a sweetheart. <laughs> Second off, I'm not getting anywhere near anything like that. No, it's draw. It's bad for the team. The MVP was LeBron that year. Wade was the leading scorer, scorer, and they teamed up the next year. The rookie of the year was a young... Spry. A spry Derrick Rose. Athletic. He was unlike anything you'd seen at that point. A guy who could jump like that. and He was kind of like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He I, had that same explosiveness. He was better. I Back mean, that's, when, You know, when Russell was cooking. I mean, he was the youngest MVP of all time, too. I mean, he was unreal. Had really good commercials with Adidas, too. Yeah, he made Adidas look cool for sure. Remember, he had like he would do the jog outside of because he was from Chicago, right? Or he, he was from Chicago and he played for the Bulls. Yeah. It was kind of like a, an incredible story. It was unbelievable. It doesn't story. happen often. Man, it just it sucks that injuries. He's had, you know what though? Down. Give him credit. He's had an amazing second half of just staying around because he's been good the last few years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he could have been. He's like, if I get, to, if there's one. NBA player who I wish never had an injury, it's probably Rose. I mean, Grant Hill and Penny are in the convo too, but I before don't know. games, I would listen to like these mashups of like inspirational speaking. And there's like one of Derrick Rose saying, like, why can't I be MVP? Why can't I go play for like my hometown? Like, and I would listen to him, he'd fire me up. So Damn. shout out Derrick Rose. He was dude. so soft spoken too. Yeah. He was a good pro. 
around the league, this was the first season of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They had a young KD in Westbrook, and the good people of Seattle were deprived of an awesome young team. Maybe KD doesn't leave if he's in a city like Seattle. Good fish. Good fish, and Seattle's a good city. It Just always cloudy. It's depressing. It's a little, I mean, that's where grunge was invented, so. yeah. You know, those people aren't, uh, let's just say, the most happy people. Weird vibes. You've got grunge, then you got Frasier. <laughs> it's a weird combo, right? That's Seattle. But uh, 2009, what were we doing? I was in college still. I guess, Julian, you had just been drafted by New England. I just got drafted to New England. I was, like, in a whole different world. Yeah. Just changing positions, changing sceneries being the big man on campus to a slapdick rookie for the, the new england patriots which were like the benchmark of that generation how pumped were you to be going to new england a team so pumped that was like legit bro i had i had so i was so fired up like i was having epiphanies that you know wes welker and me in the slot randy moss on the outside joey galloway Maroney in the backfield and it didn't go like that at all I, I, I rode the pine and became a special teamer for like a few years and but you played your way in man play your way in yeah older, you gotta, that must have been older joey galloway right old joey galloway still could run though oh dude i remember jo cowboys joey galloway rakeem ishmael yeah that was a, those were some good receivers ishmael speed they speed. had he, he they said he ran like a four two like there was like like old folklore that he ran like four one at yeah. the Ohio State Pro Day, and and he was like f almost forty and still running like four four. Damn, it was it was fun, but uh, yeah, but that's a stacked receiving team to join. It was. That's why I didn't think I was gonna make the team, and that's why I had to, you know, make myself versatile enough where I could give enough value to the team to not cut me. You know, return punts, cover kicks, and you know, be a good viable backup. So it was uh it was definitely it was a crazy time in my life. As far as just being hit with just where am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Finally getting to have your name called in the draft. and You're wearing a Patriots jersey. I mean, putting that on the first time must have been amazing. Our, I used to just stay in the locker room till like 10, 30, 11, and, uh, you know, just marvel at my 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 helmet and my, my jersey and – the fact that we got like free Gatorades and Kent State, you know, we we didn't have the budget, let's just say, of of, of an NFL football team and be at the facilities. It was a, it was a cool year. It was a cool year. Who was like yeah. the, the first of those receiving guys who was the coolest to you? Um, Sam Aiken. Uh, you know those guys like Randy and and Wes and Joe. Those guys were like the stars you know and i was kind of a kid who was you know i didn't even know how to get in a receiver stance bro yeah and uh you know but sam akins he was a receiver that was you know a special teams captain and and he was kind of like a older brother figure that like put his arm around me and knew that i was all over the place mentally because you know that they're evaluating you every day and stuff you have a yeah. bad practice you think you're getting cut and Damn. you know sam you get, you get your dream and you're like i could lose this in a, in a second. second you know that was that was a thing you, you get drafted you hear your name and then you go to rookie camp and you see that there's 90 guys and they're only gonna 
keep 53, you know, he started playing numbers game. Am I going to be here? What's and how many of them were the best dude on their college team? Everyone. Like, it's like everyone yeah. was the best in their college, the high school. Everyone was the best football player around. Yeah. You know, but it was, it was a, a great start. That was the start of it, man. Awesome. Well, let's get into this game. The Denver Nuggets head coach, George Carl, as we said, uh, 54 and 28 franchise's best record since, is that 1987? Damn. Wow. Who, uh, who was on that 87 team? Was that like Alex English? Those are, those old jerseys were fucking nice. Those like, those were like those blue and yellow. The rainbow. And the the rainbow. Let me see that. Baby. Yeah. Pull those up. Pull up the Alex English Nuggets jerseys, the blue ones. Yeah. yeah. Those are sweet. Yeah. Alex English was on this team. He was the number one scorer of the 1980s in the NBA. People Look sleep you, on that, Sam. dude. I'm a fucking hoops junk. You're dude. a hoops historian. You're HH. I love it, dude. <laughs> All right. So they were the number two seed in the West behind the Lakers, I believe. This is when they shipped Marcus Camby to the Clippers before the season. Camby was a DPOY. That guy was a fucking killer. And as a Nick, was one of my favorite players. I love Marcus Camby. They sent Iverson to Detroit for Chauncey Billups, Antonio McDice. I mean... Billups was the glue for this. He was what the missing piece on this team because Iverson was great, but he was a little past his prime. He was too similar to Carmelo, you know? They're both scorers, you know? When you have yeah. two major scorers, you need someone to be able to delegate, and that's what Chauncey did. He delegated. He was a floor general. He was a good pace defense. general. Such a good defender, yeah. They had Melo, Nene, who, if you go to a Fogo Chow, the Brazilian steakhouse, you might see a Nene jersey. The one in New York has one, I know. Uh, Brazilian's finest. Brazilian's finest, dude. Right after the pussy wax. <laughs> it's him and the vagina waxing. That's their claims to fame. Uh, Dante Jones, Duke, uh, Chauncey, Kmart. Coming off the bench, they had my guy J.R. Smith, ex-Nick, sixth man of the year, was great. Birdman. Who didn't love Birdman? Hey, he was a fun character. He was Tattoos. so fun. Wrongfully accused of child pornography. Acquitted. Yeah. You don't hear that often. That's a, Yeah, that's usually, that's a sinking shit. I think he was the first to get catfished. There's a huge catfish story about him, right? Wasn't that what that was about? No, something like what, that. Did let, he me, get, let me look into that. Look into the catfish. He definitely got accused. That's a that's something you don't want to be accused of, in, innocent or guilty. Mm -mm. <laughs> but if you're guilty, you do deserve it. But he wasn't. This is a fun team. Great tattoo team. They all were tatted up. Mello and Kmart had the headbands, the sleeves. Swag team. Yeah. They were swaggy. They beat New Orleans 4-1 to one to get to the Western Conference Finals uh, after beating Dallas. They beat Dallas. It was Four a good Dallas team they beat. Dirk. Dirk. Yeah. And the Lakers, head coach, Phil Jackson, record 65-17. and 17. Really good year. Killer. Coming off a year where they lost to the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Andrew Bynum was back healthy. There was high hopes for this team. Expected to be a title contender top seed of the west had the best record of the west all season their starters were kobe andrew bynum Derek fisher trevor how do you say his last Ariza. name Ariza. He, he, he was, was lighting it up too in this he game he was lighting it up dude he nicks traded him for a washed up steve francis and that was like a heartbreaker because we all were like oh shit Ariza's like a good defender he can you know in this game you know you see he can shoot the three and he's athletic still he dunked on someone too he he posterized and they had pal gasol yeah hall he of famer i mean very good phenomenal. very good basketball player this season would mark the lakers 30th nba final 
appearance. That's crazy. So 30, annoying. 30 finals appearance. Ingrate fan base, too. Just a bunch of fucking ingrates. But they do have cool fans. I mean, the stars were out tonight. Uh, Jack Nicholson was there. McEnroe. Tom Cruise. Will Ferrell. John Cena. A lot of... I mean, Lovely. Nicholson was sitting next to his boy Robert Town, his former roommate, the guy who wrote Chinatown. Love seeing them together. Uh, wrote that's, the what last the, that's what the Lakers need. They need they need to get Jack back. He's too old to put up with this horse shit. How old is he now? He's got to be 85 or 84. He doesn't want to sit through this, whatever this team is. 85. 85. Yeah. yeah. Nichols, maybe. Here's maybe Johnny. Cool, maybe the coolest movie star in American history. Really? And, and the, I mean, he's up there. He's got to be. He's so, he's so cool. He's cool. He's funny. Charming. He's the best. Yeah, this was a this was a good jersey mashup too. Those those powder blues versus the classic Laker yellows. Denver ended the first half on a 14 to 2 run. Billups had this had that sick inbounds pass off Kobe's butt. Throws it off his butt, grabs it. Savvy play. Love that shit. And this was kind of as we said, the kind of the Trevor Reza game. He dropped 20, played amazing D. The series of Lakers win uh 105-103. Mello had 39, but Kobe had 40. That matchup was prime Mello versus prime Kobe. That's such a Kobe thing, too. You got 39. <laughs> I'm getting 40. So true. Game two, the Nuggets won 106, 103. Game or game two, rather. Game three, the Nugget Lakers win 103-97. Game four, the Nuggets win. It was a 2-2 series. The Lakers won game five and game six. Oof. The storylines were Kobe versus Mello. Could the Nuggets get over the hump? And you know, Denver broke a record streak with their game two win, their first playoff win against the Lakers since 1985. And coming to the Western Conference Finals, Melo is balling out. You know, a lot of he gets a lot of shit for not being like a playoff performer. When you put a team around him, he was pretty damn scary. He he could not not score. It was unreal. Just watching him shoot threes, mid-range. He could take it to the rim. He was everything, man. It, he was, it was a fun matchup to watch because... You know, Kobe being, you know, what was his eighth year in the league at this time? Goes yeah, how in. How long was he? No, 13, maybe. maybe Wait, was he, this 2009? Oh, I think yeah, it was 2006. Yeah, yeah. He'd been there a minute. He's been there a minute. And then you got the young gun. You know, what was Melo in his third season? Third, fourth, fifth? He was young. He was he, young. He, he was, was in his prime. This was his prime. This was Kobe. I mean, Kobe's prime was just so long, but. Yeah, you're right. That's what we forget about, that Kobe had, like, he had rivalries with guys like Iverson and T-Mac, and then he had rivalries with LeBron and Melo in the next generation, so it's a testament to Kobe's longevity. This is this is a Kobe podcast. We just talk about Kobe all the time. But you know what? It's it's hard not to get caught in a Kobe, like, rabbit hole. Like, I'll be on Instagram, and I just can't not watch his clips. And there's so many tributes, and he was he was incredible generational player i mean that that's he's one of the goats and all the young guys revere him you see what the way tatum talks about yeah. him, the way devin booker talks about him like he he was that dude Dwayne Dwayne wade talks about him all of them mentality mamba mentality baby and let's get to the gaming corner presented by win bet um what's the prop bet gonna be on this one how many times we can say k-mat k-mat k-mart yeah it's got to be something how many we times we can say k-mart what can we do? Think here. Nah. What's a? Hmm. You'll have the insides of this one. With it's a Kim. tough one. Yeah, I mean, I. I remember when they beat the Knicks. They swept the Knicks, and 
I had to quit smoking weed. I had like two really bad basketball related highs. One was in USA lost to Puerto Rico. And the other one was when, yeah, fucking Carlos Arroyo couldn't miss a fucking shot. Uh, <laughs> USA lost. And then uh, the Knicks got swept and Kmart lit us up. He, Jason Kidd and Kmart just throwing alley-oops all day. Kmart in his prime was a fucking gazelle, dude. He could jump. He could jump out of the fucking arena. What? Yeah, what is the Kmart? How many times we could say Rocky Mountain High? Did you ever get Rocky Mountain High? Yeah, the, the altitude. You get drunk in that city quickly. Two or three beers in Denver, you feel that shit. Yeah, I never, I never, I don't think I've really gone out in Denver like that. Great city. Um, all right, we got to think of a good one. J.R. Smith, maybe. Yeah, how many times? Can you remember when J.R. Smith DM'd a girl and it got screenshot, and he just wrote to her, "You trying to get the pipe?" And that became Nick's shirts. <laughs> Nick's fans will wear shirts saying, "You trying to get the pipe?" We let's let's see how many times we can ask him. If, if he's ever talked to JR about trying to get the pipe. I like it. What do we think? How many times? I mean, you can only ask him maybe twice. One five. One five it is. All right. We got to find something, but all right. We're going to be joined by Kenya Martin after this break. Well, Kenya, thanks so much for joining us, man. This is a, it's a privilege to have you on. Uh, I'm a Knicks fan. So that, that year you gave us meant a lot to me. Uh, great career. Yeah. New Jersey Nets. Uh, at the end, he was with the Clippers and the Bucks, but we're talking about the Nuggets today, which was, I think, one of the all-time cool NBA teams. And we had you, we had Mello, Billups, uh, Jr., Birdman, just a fun group of guys. This is right after you guys lost Camby. Uh, but, you know, obviously a Cincinnati Bearcat, great. Your numbers hang in the rafters at UC. And uh, thanks for joining us today, man. No problem, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. What are you uh what are you doing these days post retirement? Post retirement, man. Family stuff mostly, man. I'm a father of six, um, from twenty one to four. Um yeah, keeping me busy in that regard. Business things, man, just staying out of harm's way for the most part. Just enjoying and but most importantly, enjoying retirement. It it's that's 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 that's, that, that's the most important thing, man. Just Love not not having mandatory things to do besides be a dad. So that's I'm feeling that. Well, that's not mandatory either. There's some a lot of deadbeats out there. <laughs> but uh, it's oh good, yeah, it's good you're definitely doing a lot of fucking lot definitely a lot of deadbeats out there. But nah, I'm I try definitely not to fall in that category. <laughs> no, I mean just the way you play. There's not a chance you could be a deadbeat. You were a badass on the court. You're probably it's funny. I saw you take a hit from that pen earlier because I think. You're a big reason I had to quit smoking pot because I had a really bad high when you guys swept the Knicks. Uh, I think you oh, injured Tim this, Thomas, and I was like, I can't handle no, weed. I see, 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 that's not see. That's the narrative out there. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was Jason Collins. <laughs> Listen, let's get it straight. Like I, I ain't ratting, but we can go look at the film. It wasn't me, but I got I got called out, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but definitely swept them in. And game four, yeah, I, yeah, I put, yeah, I put foot to ass in game four in the garden. It hurt, and I remember Tim Thomas was like, "I want to, I want to box Kenyon Martin." And even as a Knicks fan, I was like, "Dude, do not challenge Kenyon Martin to a fight. That is not going to end well." <laughs> yeah, man, I'm yeah, all that boxing, missing, man. I'm just hey, we was there to play basketball, man, and it just it it got taken to a point that you know, hey, listen, whatever, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I got a question. You ever did you ever hurt your goddamn shoulder after dunking on someone and giving one of the arm the arm things in midair? You used to nah, get so I'm fired for up. It now, though. I'm paying for it now. Yeah, like both of them jacked, both of them jacked up. Like this, they, yeah, I think I need to go see somebody. But yeah, and I don't just I don't know what made me start swinging off of it, man. I just just, just enthusiasm. Like I guess it's the same as. I'm saying you scoring and then spiking the ball, I guess. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So I guess that's the – I'm saying the equivalent. Like, is it like, I guess it's one of them, man. And, and then it got to a point to where I, I got really good at it and I started timing the ball coming out the net. Like, when I dunk it, I started timing and I could hit the ball come out the net. <laughs> so I started – yeah, so it was – and then I started doing some ignorant stuff. I started trying to hit the ref with the ball. Because I like certain riffs. And <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you were such a tough guy. I mean, it was undeniable that you, you you backed it up. Do you look at, are you one of those guys that looks at the modern guys, no matter who they are, as soft? Or are there, are there guys right now that are like, he's a tough guy? <laughs> Is Draymond a tough guy? Uh, Draymond plays hard. I would, in this NBA, Draymond is considered a tough guy. Yes, absolutely. In your NBA, he's not? Like, not necessarily. He, like, Draymond plays hard as they as he can possibly play all the time. And sometimes that gets misconstrued as you being a tough guy or, or a dirty player or something, like, in that regard. But in my opinion, like, Tough guy. I ain't saying you had to necessarily get in a fight on on floor in game, but that was part of it. Like to for the for the world to see you fight somebody like that 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 put that image in people's head, and not just hearing about it, but when you see it, you know what I'm saying like they give people that that notion like man, yeah, he'll take it right there with you. So I look at guys in that regard like. And it was a lot of them guys in the 80s and early 90s. <laughs> Oakley would fight you. Oakley's a dude I'm like, I don't think anyone wanted a piece of that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I'm I'm, I'm glad me and Oak never, like, we wasn't around at the same time. <laughs> Who were dudes that you, like, were there any dudes? That, oh, sorry. Were there any dudes that you were like? No, nah, not at all. There was, not at all. No one, no one intimidated you? No. Nah. No. Now, did this like, mentality? No point. Where did this mentality come from? Did it come from Bob Higgins or Huggins in a uh, UC over in the Natty? Oh no, this is just I where you grew up with Cincinnati at eighteen. Yeah, I just Oak Cliff, Texas, man. Oak Cliff, Texas. Like, is, I, Oak Cliff, Texas. So, don't ask anybody around Dallas where Oak Cliff is, man. It's like like Dennis Rodman went to Oak Cliff High. Like that's South Oak Cliff High is where he went to high school. I'm from pretty much the same area as Dennis is from. We grew up a little different. Dennis' path was a little different. A lot of guys that's from Dallas, but not a lot of guys that's from Dallas that play in the NBA are from Oak Cliff, like where I'm from. Yeah. So I brought, I took mine to Cincinnati with me. Like I, 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 I had a fight. I with the starting center on the team my freshman year. I'm a freshman here, senior. Like, I put hands on it my freshman year. So it wasn't, like, no, nah, I brought mine with me. It wasn't, it wasn't, no. Nah. 
wasn't. I wasn't. Fabricated. I wasn't backing down from nobody. No, I wasn't backing down from is, nobody. Is anyone in today's uh, NBA a tough guy to you or no? You have guys that play hard. Like people think Jimmy Butler is a tough guy because Jimmy plays extremely hard. Like I don't. There's a few guys like the Morris twins. People look at as probably tough guys. Um, outside of them two, uh, is James Johnson still around? The guy oh, yeah. that knows jujitsu. Yeah, him, he'll fuck like, shit up. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he won't issues. Like he won't fucking problems with people. Like and like like you can't have issues and won't know that shit and won't and won't problems like it just don't like you looking to go cause problems with people like other than them three guys nah <laughs> who do you like watching now who are players that you enjoy Giannis Giannis I, I, I like watching Giannis play man I'm um I watch I like Steph Curry. I actually I like Golden State's team. I love watching them play. Um, outside of my own child, like I'm 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 a big time KJ fan. Like I'm I like watching KJ play basketball. I'm biased, but I like watching him play. Um, I like Jimmy Butler. I like the way he approached the game. Uh, I like a few dudes' skill set. Like I think a few dudes are really, really good. Um, I think Jokic is really good. I think Jamal Murray is really good. I think Kawhi and Paul George are really talented. I like Chris Middleton. I like his growth and development. When I was there, I was around him early. Um, I like those guys. Um, yeah, there's, it's not a. I don't. I don't watch a whole lot of teams play because I can only stand to watch. Very minimal bad basketball, and I'm forced to, and I'm, and by default, I'm forced to watch the Houston Rockets play. <laughs> so that's my bad. That's enough fucking bad basketball to last me a listen a lifetime. So I have to watch them. But, um, but now, nah, yeah, man, I just like watching guys who do it the right way, who who play the game the right way, man. That's why I love watching um, the Golden State Warriors play, man, because they just they play the game the right way. Well, you, your son is on a, um, on a rebuilding team in Houston. You come into the league, you're on a good team already. Like, I mean, what what's the differences? I mean, you're playing with Jason Kidd as a baby, right? Well, yes and no. Like, my rookie year, we we won 26 games my rookie year. Jay Kidd wasn't there. I had Steph on my Steph, and you got Kidd the next year. So, we won, yeah, we won 26 games, traded for Steph to make sure we won 52. So, when Jay Kidd came, I was 23 years old. Oh wow, you know what I'm saying. So I wasn't. I was. I, I was. I was. I was. I was a grown man, basically. You know what I'm saying. Wait, I got a quick question that you just talked about. You grew up in Oak Cliff, Texas. I actually, yeah. when I was 12 years old, I played a Super Bowl in Florida against Oak Cliff, Texas Redskins. Did okay. You, did you ever play football growing up? Because that was a good football yeah, area. Yeah, with the Redskins and the Comets. I played for the the Cedar Crest Comets and the Redskins. Were yeah, they were yeah, absolutely. So we yeah. So yeah, I, I begged played, to get the I played up my sophomore year. That's dude, I, I always watch you taking these alley oops and just dunking on fools. And I just think to myself, you could have been an unbelievable tight end or a, a receiver, red area target, just throw it in. 
I played tight end up to my sophomore year in high school, man. I, like my last year playing football was my sophomore year in high school. See, that's that's why he was so tough and hard because he played yeah. football. You had that football in your yeah, bloodline. Uh, when you when you grow up in Texas, all the way up. they love that stuff, man. You have to. Let, like you like you like you have to, man. Like I broke my wrist when I was twelve playing football, like stiffed on the guy, tried to break my fall, he pushed me. I was trying to yeah, all that, yeah, and I my my sophomore year, I ran a four six forty, man. Damn. Like I was six six seven. I ran a four six forty. So I was yeah, I, I, yeah. I catch everything like tough. Like play defensive end on defense. Jesus. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine trying to block him. He's a, he is a fast yeah. defensive end. Now, yeah. take us back to two thousand nine, when you you're with the Nuggets. What was your life like in two thousand nine at the beginning of the season before? Everything goes down. You guys make it to the playoffs and play what you guys did. What, what was what was going on? Could you guys feel you guys had a team that was going to be able to contend? Yeah, I think so, man. Um, I really think so. I think just us having Chauncey there, man, and him settling things for us. What was that Iverson yeah. trade like? Were you guys bummed to see Allen go? Uh, Were you pumped to get Chauncey? What was the vibe? Yeah, no, we we were when AI was there, it was probably some of the funnest times I had as a pro. On and off the floor. Um but having him and Melo, uh it wasn't gonna work basketball wise. <laughs> and with the coach that we had. So it was multi layered. What's some of that fun off the court you guys had? It was like the Beatles on the fucking road, man. <laughs> like, because we all had like our own following, of course. But I was watching um, <clears throat> Dion's sixty minutes interview, and the coach and somebody asked him, "I've been around stars before, but I ain't ever been around a superstar. Like we were stars." He a superstar, <laughs> like AI superstar, like he a rock star. So having that kind of a following, man, and and we out there winning, and just some of the late night card games and plane rides and going to gambling the casino with him, and just like just seeing the seeing the love that he get. What was what like was the, everybody? What was the casino like with Iverson? What what what's his game? What are you guys playing together? Are the women circling the whole table? Uh, no, he's 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 playing big money. Um, <laughs> as we, like I've I I I've seen him fluctuate. Uh, him be up like a hundred and fifty. I leave, go do something, come back. He down 200. <laughs> then get back, he, he up 100. So he playing blackjack, man, and he playing big hands. Like, big, big hands and playing two hands as, as well, man. Like, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but our, like, our card games on the plane were like like legendary. Like not to them numbers at times, but but the consistency of it being 
dollars $40,000 pots, $50,000 pots. Like, it's regular. Like, and you had to have a certain amount of money to get on the plane to play. <laughs> are there certain guys that are trying so, to play with you guys? Or you're like, dude, you're on a 10-day contract. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we won't let you play. No, certain certain guys, no, we, if you... If we think you're trying to quit liquor, so you're trying to just come in for one flight, and no, 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 you, if you play, you play. Yeah, there's no hitting like, and quitting. You ain't, that ain't none of that shit going on with us. <laughs> like we ain't, we ain't allowed none of that. Like we, we the same four or five guys. Like them was our car buddies, and we knew like somebody might play for a little while, and if they start losing, if they if they had a, a bad four game road trip. And they they might not play the fifth, like they might not play for a while. So we so we had a few guys that was like that, and we knew that about them. See, but for the most part, now we we wasn't letting just anybody play. Now was it what was it liars poker? That's what that's what we used to play a lot of. Oh, we played bourree. Bourree. A lot of people play yeah, bourree. Like some, yeah, some some teams they play guts and shit like that, but. I don't like guts. Ain't no thinking to it. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no thought process to guts. Any tonks? Early on, my Nets days, um, yeah, we played tonk with um, Rod Thorne. Yeah, like Rod Thorne's the present GM, so Rod played with us. Man, that was that was a great experience. Early having him, like getting to know him, getting to know his competitive nature as a front office guy. Yeah, like yeah, like that was dope. Now like, having him there, like that was like that was dope. But now I'm saying throughout my Denver days. Um, my Nick days, Clippers. Yeah, we play. Yeah, we play Bure. Bure. All right, so let's get back into the Denver Nuggets. You guys get Chauncey. The year before, you get what? You get swept by the Lakers, and then all of a sudden, Melo's like, "I want to guard Kobe." What were your thoughts going into that? No, nah, hey, let him do it. Hey, it's a, it's a collective effort, man. It ain't just gonna be one guy. Like we all know that. Like we we we've been there. We know what's what what Bean was capable of doing. So it's like, okay, Melo gonna have his turn. I'm gonna get some. Jr. gonna get some. Dante gonna get some. Johnson gonna get some. Like we all and gonna do the best job we possibly can do. You know what I'm saying? Make make each each possession tough. Like I'm all about making each possession tough as possible, man. No matter what it is. And, now we're going up against greatness. So and then we knew that. And we knew his competitive nature, man. So we just trying to meet that. Was he the greatest you ever went against, do you think? I mean, you went against a lot of amazing assignments. I mean, you guarded Tim Duncan, you went against Kobe. I mean, who was yeah. the hardest? Yeah, I think Kobe and Tim Duncan are arguably in anybody's top five NBA players of all time. Right. Yeah. At least they top would 10. have to be. So Yeah. Definitely top ten, but a lot of people top five. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, nah, just having knowing what he is and knowing what he is about brings the best out of you. It brings the best out of your competitive nature. Bring the best out of your game. Um, and going against Tim Duncan as well, man. Um, I think Tim Duncan made me get better. Made me made me become a better basketball player. Made me become a a deeper thinker when it comes to the game. And man, Kobe. But most of my matchups with Tim, like I had to, I, I had to dig deep um, in my thought process. I'm saying in my thought bag to try to how to riddle, how to, how to figure that out because he couldn't. He always played at the same speed, 
So, yeah, 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 but them guys, man, like, you know, I'm saying they brought it out of us. But the 0809, man, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we had a chance, man. Like, we had a chance. Like, well, yeah, we had a chance to get them boys. Did that narrative of that the the Nuggets couldn't beat the Lakers in the playoffs, did that seep into the locker room at all? Or did you guys say, fuck that? We're, this is we're gonna we're gonna do this. Well, we never talked about it as a group. I don't know if some guys paid attention to it, but I I, I didn't fear nobody, man. Like they they had our number for a little while, but we were in a position to get them. So it wasn't wasn't no. If anybody had that thought process that we we can't beat this team, then I don't want you around. You know what I'm saying? But we we knew we had what we had in the locker room. We knew what we was gonna be, man, and it was it was special. It was special. Who was talking to you during this game? Like, what, did any players get in your ear? Was was mellow, vocal? Was Chauncey kind of an emotional leader? Were you leading people? Like, was anyone kind of keeping the morale up? Because this is a team with a chip on its shoulder. This Lakers team coming off losing to Boston in the finals. You know how much Kobe wants this. Who was the motivator in the locker room? I always did. I've always been that kind of a basketball player within on the bench in the locker room. I've always been that guy to where I'm going to voice whatever, negative or positive, I'm, I, I'm all in. And having a voice like Chauncey there was was very, I'm saying, um, helpful, relaxing, because he's been there. You know, for a lot of the guys that hadn't been on that stage yet. Um, and he beat Kobe. Yeah, so for me and him, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he beat the Lakers already, so he knew how to go about it. You know, it just experience with some guys, bad situational basketball by us, um, bad coaching. It, it, it was there's enough blame to go around. I'm did you, did you hate playing for George Carl? Because I've heard you say that before. Oh, yeah. No, I, I couldn't stand it, man. Like, I just – just bad. Just coaching one aspect of the game, man, doesn't, doesn't make you a great basketball coach. He has a lot of wins. He's been blessed with talent over the years, but no, nah, I'm 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 not a big George Carl fan, not at all. Was that was that tough playing for a guy? I mean, you see Phil Jackson on the other end. You're like, this is guy's considered one of the great coaches ever. Was it not? Was it just you who felt this way, or do you think all the guys were like, this guy sucks? Yeah, a lot of guys felt that way, but ain't nobody gonna say it. Ain't nobody gonna challenge him. I'm saying, but. Yeah, certain guys that would, and certain like I think we made it as far as we did because of Chauncey. Like in situational basketball, Chauncey told George, "I got this." So basically, sit your ass down, like, and don't fuck this up. Like, I got this. Like that's who Big Shot was. Like that's just who he was. Like he had earned that right to win those moments and big moments, close games, and all that. Like, you don't need to coach this right now. I got this. The only thing we need you to do up during timeouts is draw up a play. Like, everything else I got. So, and then that was the, that was, that was the, like, he, he, like I said, he calmed things down and he, he knew when to get other guys involved, when to get his shot, when we need to lean on Melo, if Melo had it going, distribute the ball, he going to get here. So that was, that was part of being a leader. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got as far as we did, man, because we had him. Now, you, you guys are playing in Staples. 
you guys are battling. You guys, you guys pretty much hold Kobe pretty well throughout the game. What's it feel like to play in the Staples Center, play the the villain, and and win this game? Like, did you guys going into this? You guys are like, hey, what was it? What was the series at? I, they were, were. I think you were down two one. Two one. It was it was one zero. Sorry. One zero. Well, also to go along with Julian saying well, like, Nicholson. We were- Jack Nicholson's there. Tom Cruise is there. All these. Do you do you look over and the party? You're like, fuck you, Nicholson. Nah. I'm about to throw it down. No, nah, it's how, however many people it, it seat. If you ain't cheering for us, then it, it, it's, it's fuck everybody, man. Like that's just that's the way we approach it. That's damn sure the way I approached it. Like I, I didn't. I didn't, I, I want to shut everybody up. Like and we had a lot of guys that fit that had that same that same thought process, man. Like. Like, 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 we want to shut y'all up in here. I love and that. We knew we had a shot. Like, that yeah, was no, one of my favorite yeah, things, I, I, being the villain. Yeah. When you go out absolutely, and you, the crowd's going crazy. It's third and fucking 10. You 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 get a 14-yard completion. The, si- the silence, the full stadium. You know, that that's what you live for as an athlete if you're a real tough guy, right? Oh, that's what you used to do. You know, that's what – hey, that was your thing. <laughs> hey, them big third down completions and big, big red zone catches and plays and end arounds and all that. Like, yeah, I'm with you. And then they might let you go out there and throw you one. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, hey. I had to campaign for that for fucking eight years before Bill let me do it. It was fucking bullshit. <laughs> hey. I'm with you. I'm, I'm against my coach, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he, he told you. Hey, we bought you here to fucking catch passes. We got a pass thrower, goddammit. Listen, <laughs> I'll let you know if I need your services. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. You guys win the game, but you lose the series. Is there anything yeah. that you wish you guys would have done differently in 2009 to keep that bad boy going? Yeah, man, it's two out-of-bounds plays, man. Like, two out-of-bounds plays. You know, we should have had the wherewithal to run something different. Because it happened the first game, we threw it away. Anthony Carter threw it away. Because they took the same, they took our out of bounds, side out of bounds play away. Had a bad turnover in that incident. Next game, I think I threw it away in the same situation or 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 a similar situation because they knew like our, our side out of bounds was horseshit. Situational basketball. It'll win you or lose you. Yeah, again. time score situation. Time score situation. Y'all know it. I'm saying you know it, Jules. Hell it's yeah. y'all two minutes. You saying so? You got a four-minute drill. You got a two-minute drill. You got, you got no timeouts. One timeout. All that shit. You know how it is. I so, do. so you played with Melo here in the Nuggets. You played with him again on uh, on the Knicks. That was a really fun Knicks team. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember when they signed you. I was like, holy shit, Kmart can still jump. He can still get blocks. Like he still, you still totally had it. And uh, did you have a good relationship with Carmelo? You felt, yeah. That's my youngin, man. Like he would that's I came in, Mello was in his second year. I'm saying he was still a kid. So yeah, we always had a dope relationship. Um did a lot of winning together, man. We kicked a lot of ass together. A few heartaches together, you know what I'm saying? So we know what it is. I'm saying I think we yeah, like we did some special things, man. Um I witnessed I witnessed greatness right in front of me. Um some of the one of the purest scores that I've of the basketball that I've ever seen, man. Um score effortless. 
Uh, so I seen him grow up right before my very eyes. Uh, I seen him become a man. I seen him go own New York, try to do things there. Um, was able to join him over there. No, um, no, nah, nah, it's. I look at Melo in a different light than a lot of people. Like a lot of people look at Melo as selfish. A lot of people look at him as not a winner. A lot, a lot of people look at him and all this, like different various things. Hint to why he probably don't have a job right now. A lot of people the outside don't know the inside though. That's that's outside noise. But how cool yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, can I ask you I mean, to go along with that because I think that's really interesting. I mean, do you yeah. think that Russell Westbrook is is getting kind of an unfair treatment right now? Because I feel like he's been the butt of every negative comment with the Lakers. Meanwhile, their front office has done a dog shit job. Who in their right mind thought hiring Rob Palenka was a good fucking decision in the first place? Just be honest, man. The man was an agent. Like that, like that shit is wild to me. Like just because you can go and get a guy to sign with you as an agent don't necessarily mean you can put a fucking team together, man. Do you, does it make you like, mad? Feel, the criticism that Russell's getting right now is as a former player. Are you kind of like what? What's going on? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I think it's a crock of shit. To be honest with you, it's just like it's just the social media aspect of it. But Russ doesn't make it easy on people going out there and going 0 for 11 and shit like that. Like, he don't make it easy. True. Well, hard on him. Well, he don't make it hard on him, rather. I'm saying he don't make it hard on him. He makes it easy for them to have ammunition at times. But it's just like, it's that pile on shit, man, and which is unfortunate for what he's done, done for the game. Um, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer, man. Like, how can, like, we go through things at athletes. Like, you have ups, you have downs, you have good games, you have bad games. Like, and the people who criticize couldn't do a, a percent of what this man has accomplished. Yeah. That's, that's, why, I, that's why I keep my mouth so, fucking shut. Because I could not I say, do and any you know of what I, and he And he does a good job at basically saying, fuck him. Like, cause it, it could, it, it definitely probably when when it's affecting your family, it's going to affect you, cause he can't tell me that it's not affecting him, because it's affecting his family. So he has to hear it when he get home. His wife has to deal with it. His kids has to deal with it. Uh, it's unfortunate in that regard because it's sports. It shouldn't shouldn't translate to your home life in that regard. But it's unfortunate in that regard. But the sport man, I think he'll bounce out of it. Um, whether it's with the Lakers or if they make a move or whatever. Um, he loves to compete, man. So he, I think he'll get the last laugh. How's, how's J.R. Smith as a teammate? J.R.'s cool, man. I understand my teammates, man. I understand who they are. I understand what they're about. I don't, I don't, I don't put too much in on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm a, I'm the mind my business kind of a teammate. Um, I, if I fool with you, I fool with you. We can go out, we can hang out, but I'm a, I'm a mind my business kind of a guy. Yeah. If it don't affect me directly, I I it don't I ain't got nothing to do with it. But no, nah, I understood, Jr. Like I I was shockingly surprised how actually good Jr. was at basketball. I thought he was just an athlete yeah. when I got on the team. When I thought he was just an athlete, like that boy can listen. When I, I I'm like, yo, he can fucking play. Yeah. Like some of the shit he used to do in practice, or he used to put on exhibitions in practice, <laughs> like. Like scoring exhibitions in practice, All right? So yeah, nah. He was a better. He was a well-rounded. He was a better basketball player than I thought before he got with us. Um, 
but now he definitely helped us, man, in a lot of ways. Uh, and like, and I just keep going back to, like, I, I know it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse. If Jr. if we had different coaching, if Jr. had different coaching, things be different. Yeah. What's his popcorn story? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, coaching's. Oh, uh, listen, man. So, <laughs> uh, April Fools. As we know, we get four random drug tests in the league. What we used to, they test for everything. They test for weed. So we, it's not. It's documented that Jr. partakes in the. You know what I'm saying. So it's not like I'm telling the people something they don't know. Uh, so I put guy's name. So I had the trainer put guy's name on the board saying it was a piss test, right? It's April. It's late in the season. Guys that's on their third test, they about to think it's going to be their fourth. So I put guy's name on the board. I put like six names on the board. A few games, guys who I knew that smoked, guys I knew that didn't smoke. So just a mixture of guys. So they come in, see their name on the board, and they hype. The guys that partake, like, oh, shit, got my fourth. It's... <laughs> so we go out for shoot around, come back, ain't no names on the board. It's April Fools on the board. Ha, 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 key, key, key. No harm, no foul. So I thought. So we got a game that night. <clears throat> um, I leave my car key in my locker. I don't play that night. For the, me, was probably bothering me or something. I don't suit up. I'm in the suit, so the game over. I'm team bring it in. I'm the first one out the locker room because I didn't play. I go get my car. I hit the lock. It don't unlock. I hit go open the door, popcorn and shit fall out. I leave the door open. I go right back in the building. Like I, and I I threaten everybody in the organization life. Y'all listen, y'all need to <laughs> need to find out who did it. I need you got you on the clock. God damn it! Listen, I need. Hey, there's a camera outside the locker room. I need to know who was in there during the game. So they saw who was in there during the game. They went and questioned him, and and he spilled the fucking beans right away. Yeah. Said who put him up? He said who put him up to it was a ball boy. Like he said who put him up to it, and, and all this. He paid him and did all this. So yeah, so I threatened his life, Jr. life, and yeah, and everybody else. Castle and, and Brady were getting into it with pranks one year, and they they did the same thing. I think that's what makes the team team, though. Like you got to have some of that bullshit prank shit. Of course, you were probably pissed because yeah, but some people, but yeah, but you, know, I wasn't that kind of a key key guy. So, <laughs> okay, the April Fools thing, like the April Fools thing, the names on the board, that's one thing. Like you do some shit like that, okay? I'm a. I, I thought it was high, 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 key, key, what? Yeah, but everybody in the organization was like, of all people, you can do that to. Like Jr., why you pick him? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking at that roster. Him? You're my last pick on that roster. Who I would do that to? Yeah, like why him? Of all <laughs> people, you know how he is. Well, we. Like, yeah, we... no, nah, I wanted. Yeah. If I could have got Jr. address that night, yeah, I would have did some stupid problem. <laughs> we we love Jr. In, in New York. I mean, we're all you know Knicks fans love Jr. Smith. He was a Six Man of the Year here. He he was great. I do remember when the the DM went viral of of Jr. asking a woman if she's trying to get the pipe. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Good or bad pickup line? Hey, listen, man. That, hey. 
Because he is describing hey, his penis as a pipe. That sounds pretty big. Hey, hey, straight, hey, straight to the point. Hey, listen, she, hey, she, she gonna accept or she ain't. <laughs> <laughs> you are you a skyline chili guy or hey, gold star? With it, she, oh no, I need a one. <laughs> oh my god, that shit bad. I, I, I don't get it either. I think it. it, it oh, that shit bad. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, that's bad. It's fucking nuts. I'd rather have no, a chili thank dog. thank you. Oh, that shit is, oh, and it's sweet. And they put the shit over spaghetti. Oh, it's yeah. sweet. Oh, mm, no, thank you. But after four years, and we were like, we had sponsorship with them and all that. They used to bring that shit to the games and all that. I'm like, no. 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 Before, before we get out of here. It. It's not, it's not going to happen. I got to ask you, are there any Kobe stories you remember that are like maybe funny or any, any moments with Kobe that like stand out to you? Actually, my first time ever seeing him. Um, I wasn't into big into the, the like high school rankings and all that. I mean, I just played basketball. Like I, I lucked up and got an AAU team. Um, I had to cut, I, I, I caught a Greyhound bus from Dallas to Newark to go to ABCD camp. Um, Took me like 22 hours on a Greyhound to get there. And at that camp, all the names were there. Like, I, I didn't know nothing about these camps. So I was able to get an invitation to go there. And people, like, just following this dude around. Like, it's like a big deal. And I'm like, yo, who, what, who is that? Or what, like, why is everybody? They're like, man, that's the number one player in y'all class. I'm like, what class y'all talking about, man? Like, <laughs> Cause they was making us go sit in these SAT classes and certain prep class. I'm like, like, oh, he he good at school. Like, I'm I'm like naive to this shit. Like, I have no idea. He walking around with a big ass radio, music loud, playing music and shit. I'm like, like, who the fuck is this dude? Like, what what make him like that man? That's like that's Kobe Bryant. I'm like, who? They're like, that's Kobe Bryant. Like, he going straight to the league. Like, and then uh, this, I'm like, oh, okay. And we went out to ABCD, and I saw why. Dude, so you have your kids in, in the league. He's played against Melo. Do you give him any inside, any inside, like, hey, he doesn't like this if you do that right here? You, you got to, right? Oh, yeah. Everything. Absolutely. Everybody Sabotage. That played, anybody, anybody that played, that I played against that's still in the league or was still in the league his first three years, oh, absolutely. Like, his first time he played against Paul Millsap, he was hear me like, yo, I think I'm going to have to guard Paul Mills after tonight. I'm saying, what do I need to do? I told him how to play him, you know what I'm saying? Because Paul was my era. I played, Paul, I played a lot of games against Paul. Um, yeah, with Melo as well, you know what I'm saying? Force him here. He's going to try to get into your body. He's going to do this on the free throw line. You got to get in there early because he's going to try to quick you in certain situations. Like that. Now, see, I got to give him his cheat code. Is that, it's got to be so satisfying seeing Young Buck play that like that's almost like an extension of your career yeah I, I have a five-year-old and we go to soccer practice and i see her do something good and it's like i just scored a fucking touchdown i can't imagine watching Absolutely. my son in the league oh i can only imagine how you're gonna have a footwork though you know what i'm saying you're gonna have a footwork mean on that soccer on the pitch you're gonna, you're gonna have a hot doing I, what i'm saying i got her i gotta like i gotta like trick her and like bribe her with candy to make her go out and practice and shit it's a little different with a little girl she like nothing but unicorns oh, and horses my, oh, you, you ain't gotta tell me my daughter had seven soccer teams she been doing the same shit for the last two and a half years three years listen and i'd be out there she tell me daddy you can't keep yelling 
I said, okay, baby, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> she's like, you're making me nervous. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, baby. I'll try. And the, and the very next week, I'm, Dylan, go. She look over there. She'd be like, shh. I'd be like. I get it, dude. I get it, man. I, we appreciate you coming on. I can be on. there way at the basketball game. I can be there way at the hoop game. You know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, I'm loud in there. You know what I'm saying? So everybody know I'm there. I sit in the front row. And I let everybody know it. Kenyon, do we miss anything about this era, about this game, about just any NBA stories that we that we missed out on here? Nah, man, I think it was, it was dope, man. I just 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 the the talking about Kobe, man, and what he meant to what he meant to the game and and those matchups, man. I think people need to hear it. I'm saying how it was, man. It, it was. That's why I like watching certain guys and certain teams play now, man. It's just that competitive. Like, you, like I miss that. Like I, I miss watching guys compete at a high level. You know what I'm saying? And and it means something to more guys. Like that's just what I I miss about it. And that's why I'm like I enjoy watching my son play, man, because he he embodies all that. It's different generation, though. I'm the same way. You 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 watch the new generation play, and you. The thing to me, though, like pregame, like guys are too kiki with each other. Like I used to hate the fucking Jets. I used to want to fucking kill Bart Scott. I used to like I saw Ray Lewis before a game. I want to spit near him. Like now everyone's yeah. like best friends hanging out. By the way, now you're like best friends with Ray Lewis. Yeah, It's different now. We're on the same team on Inside the it's NFL. <laughs> but Absolutely. It, no, I'm with it, man. All yeah. that, all that, that. Yeah, I just I, I'm. I I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I, I'm 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 with you, but Jules. I just I really it it irks my ass, man. Like it, it really chaps my ass at times. <laughs> like to see Pause. like you know, all the hugging and dapping and helping helping the opposing team up and all that shit. It chaps my ass, man. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Well, I I we appreciate you taking the time to come talk ball stories with us. If you uh, ever need anything on our end, man, we we're there for anything. So sure. I'll be out in sure. LA. We'll have, we'll have to we'll have to get All together right, and talk up. some more stories. For sure, let's catch up, man. All right, bro. Thank Once you, you Kenny. We uh, we love the way you play, man. Loved I mean, it. It was like a. It feels like getting in a time machine. Just your intensity and the way you throw down dunks and get blocks and and compete. I I love the enthusiasm. I mean, it was it he, was. A lot you played in a lot of cool teams, including one that ripped my heart out. But this Nuggets team, that Knicks team you played on, as we say, once you're a Nick, you're a Nick for life. So Knicks fans will love you forever too. Played the game uh, way it's supposed to be played. And if you listen to him, like look, no situational basketball, student of the game. Like it's an honor to have you on our podcast, man. And we appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. He was awesome. Love him even more now. Intense. He was one of those guys that you didn't fuck with in the locker room, clearly, as JR didn't know that with the popcorn story. Some poor ball boy oh. had to deal with Kmart. He literally just thought he was part of a fun prank, and then one of the toughest enforcers in the NBA is in his face. Yeah. I mean, I just... I love... I, he's just an intense guy. You could tell. he He just wanted to fucking slam basketballs on people and fight like that's that's a real tough guy 
It's crazy. He played in an era where you couldn't smoke weed, and now I feel like every player smokes weed. Yeah. I mean, they did then too, but like you couldn't do it. They got drug tested. Yeah, it it there that was a tricky situation. Yeah, man, to hear some of his stories and it was just it was cool, man. I I love I always I always cleaned up with those kind of guys on the team that were just like hard motherfuckers. Like I, you always wanted, you always wanted a guy that ate a steak with like his hands, not a fork and knife. That, and that's kind of guy <laughs> Kmart is, you he know, is. just a tough motherfucker. Doesn't care about this. Doesn't care what other people think. Always had. You, you, you talk to him about any of his teammates. He had all of his teammates back. He, you even when he would criticize someone, it was with love. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you could tell he's a dude that would go to war with you. Yeah, he's he's a glue guy. Definitely a glue guy. Jack, did we hit the prop bet? I, I got a little. I. I'm gonna give it to us. We got two. Sam how, did it. How we he get to? Repeated two? it back. Oh, a repeat counts. Repeat okay. Count. Ooh, we okay. hit it. Count the repeat. I was scared to bring it up at first. I was like, let's see if he's cool, and then he smiles. Like, thank God. With who? The- Jr's DM. Uh, the trying to get the pipe. But what's the 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 bet was the beef, right? No, oh. that was would we would we get two or over one and a halfs trying to get the pipe. Yeah, we went over the. We, we went over because I said it, then he said it. Seemed like Kenyon was a fan of that DM strategy, also. Seems like, uh, yeah, they made T-shirts. Knicks fans would wear the. Yeah, J- I had Smith. one of the T-shirts. Are, you I'm have even one? a Knicks fan, yeah. You rock one. I have before. Jack I'll try to rocks find the picture. it. Jack, Jack's got all like the funny, cool little nichey stuff. That was a Jr. was absolutely a, one of the most beloved Knicks of that era because he was reckless. He he played the way he DM'd. You didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> He'd pull up from fucking way too far out. I, I mean, he was the king of the no 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 yes shot and strum the air guitar. Oh, dude. oh yeah, he did do the this shit. That was one of the greatest celebrations. What's the legacy for this game? It's the game is more just to talk hoops with Kmart. It's not like it's a great series. The game itself is cool to see the Nuggets beat the Lakers because I didn't, I didn't like that Laker team. I respected them, but I don't know if it's a great uh, game itself. It's a solid game. I mean, it was, it's a it's an entertaining game. It's just not an iconic game like some of the ones we've had on here. It is a great game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it was great to see the players like Chauncey Billups and Kmart and. Mellow against Gasol, Kobe. Like, there was great matchups, but, you know, it still was a, a game two of a Western Conference final. You know, so it was, a little, it was a little tough to find the legacy for this. The lasting image to me is Kobe and, and Mellow guarding each other because that was like a cool, just a cool matchup. Two dudes that respected the hell out of each other. The lasting image for me is probably the eyeballs that Kmart gave the ball boy as he asked him, who the fuck put the popcorn in my motherfucking car? Like, that's my last That is, by the way, that's like a funny thing in movies. You don't realize that people actually do that as a prank. That's been been done in Patriots. That's a rich guy prank. That's very rich guy prank. Yeah. Kmart's prank was fun. The drug test prank is fun. And then that's like when you do the one and then the guy takes it to 10 and you're like, you ruined a fucking probably really nice car. Yeah. It I, probably smells like wise, buttery popcorn every time he takes a drive after that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's got a, he probably had enough money to get that bad boy cleaned up. I hope so. Or get a new car. That's good. Imagine bringing that to a, <laughs> to a mechanic or whoever has to clean that. And they're just like, what? Popcorn? Was it popcorn or was it popcorn from the packages? That's what we didn't ask. 
Because I think it could have been the popcorn from the packages. You know, you put in like boxes when you ship shit. I That's called was, popcorn too, I think. Oh, packing peanut kind of vibe? Yeah. Maybe it was that. I think it was popcorn. I think like it was butter? Redenbacher. Yeah. Um, Redenbacher. <laughs> Um, the bounce off Kobe inbound, inbounds pass is a good image. I, I think Mello and, and Kobe is what I think of this. The name of the game, I mean, there's not really a great name for this, to be honest. Uh, it's more like you name the series, the Kobe Mello series, almost, to me. Yeah, it's gotta be the Kobe Mello series. We'll, we'll name the series. So, stakes are pretty high. It is the Western Conference Finals. It's, what? Jack. Oh, sorry, Jack, what did we forget? Oh, um... Not a lot. Good ep. I got a little deep dive on, uh, went to the color palette, hit Pantones. Uh, we were talking powder blue versus Carolina blue earlier. The Nuggets powder blue is Pantone PMS 279. UNC blue is a proprietary Pantone, Pantone 542 for all you color heads out there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We do. Hey, sometimes it's for the color heads, man. Hey, we, we want them all. We take all the heads. You're good, Jack. The re the depth of research on this podcast knows no bounds. I'm trying to get a job at the uh, paint section at Lowe's after this. <laughs> Clip that. Oh, let's score it. Stakes, I don't think the stakes are crazy high. I, I would go like 7-2. I mean, it is... 7-2. 7-2 for sure. It was... Star power. Two. You got to go crazy high on star power because... It's Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson are in there. It's a niner. Will Ferrell, Kobe, Mello. It's a nine-o. We'll go nine-o. Nine-o. Is that not high enough, Jack? That's high. That's real high. Yeah, but Jack oh, yeah, Nicholson, no, and Tom though, yeah. Cruise, and Will Ferrell. Were the and Tom Terry Cruise. Hatcher was there? I just saw him Terry Hatcher. She adds a at least yeah makes a nine. Yeah, <laughs> Terry Hatcher tipped the scales. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Jack loves a good Terry Hatcher. Gameplay. It's a good game. It was good. They were down. What Lakers were down fourteen at one point. Came it's a it's a great it's a great basketball game. There's a lot of entertaining players. Ariza with a great game. Kmart put up good numbers. Kobe and Mello were incredible. Billups. You got to give it like an eight four eight eight five. four eight yeah. five. I'll give eight five. Name is this is what, where it's gonna get killed. I think it's like a two four or something. The name is not. Two six. Two six. We'll get we'll get we'll give it a two six. What's that total us up at? Six point eight. Not bad. Six point eight. A great game. It's just not an iconic game, but it is a great game. It's a really good game. An iconic series, but it's not an iconic game. Yeah, we got You know, it is. It is a game two. Yeah. This was game seven, and they won. Could have been you know different different story. What do you got, Jack? Yeah. I see you over there. That puts us right in between the Manning 7, which was week one, 2013, Broncos-Ravens, um, and then just ahead of Ricky's record, Texas versus Texas A&M. It's good company. 6-8, yep. It's respectable. That Manning 7 was badass, too, so it surpassed that. I mean, the star power really surpassed it. That's where it, where it really won. But, yeah, I mean, this was not an amazing, like, iconic game year because, look, the Magic kind of trumped the Cavs in six then the uh then the lakers won in five in the finals it wasn't like a game that was as iconic as like the next year or the year before with the lakers celtics games this was straight lake show year yeah this was straight lake show year we have to give it to them but follow games with names on youtube instagram twitter and tiktok at games with names is the handle subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to podcasts 
rate and review, comment the game you want to hear us do. That's all for this episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Thanks so much for listening again. And to our sponsors, I'm Sam Morell. And I'm Julian Edelman. Thank you so much to Kenyon Martin, and we'll see you the next game.